How many times, babe, do I have to forgive? What does it say? Over and over and over again. Seven times seventy-seven, or seventy-seven times seven, or seven hundred seventy-seven times seven, or seven thousand seven hundred seventy-seven times. Like, yeah. And some things. Keeping records. Welcome, family, to the Bacon Bits Podcast, where we desire for you to take the bits of information and immediately apply them to your life for success. The ground rules for our podcast is that it will always be encouraging, uplifting, and informative. The areas of life that we will be talking about on the Bacon Bits Podcast is dealing with having a balanced life. I need to hear you say it. Say it out loud. Say valuable. Information applied equals success. And I am on this wonderful podcast with the woman of my dreams, my everything, my all in all, the wonderful Diana Acosta Bacon. Hi, darling. What's up, my caramel delicious mochalicious? Ooh! ooh, mm, Yes. And what we're going to be talking about today on this wonderful podcast is love exciting and you know all that good stuff you know because it is coming up on that wonderful day that the american culture loves to celebrate called valentine's day i don't know why we take one day to celebrate love it should be celebrated every day but for the sake of our society we are talking about love and we don't want to just leave it at we'll be primarily talking about the wonderful uh times between this wonderful queen and myself and just uh, marriages but also you know with our kids and, and uh, others so I want to come from the angle of the biblical love so first Corinthians chapter 13 verses 4 through 8 I'm going to read the whole thing in its entirety and then I'm going to come back and we're going to break it on down so love is patient and kind Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of wrongs. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Love never fails. Woo, that's a lot of meat in a section talking about love. We're talking about what love is and what love isn't. Oh, so you just can't do anything and everything when you're talking about love? Love has boundaries? What? Are you serious? So let's start with love is patient and kind. How can we experience love's patience and kindness? my love so this is um a question we ask ourselves. i don't know about you asking me and me asking you but how can we experience love's patience and kindness as i repeat you so we have uh of course we can we can speak from what we know we talk from what we know uh we've experienced and i know that when people get married they say in sickness or in health in rich or poor mm-hmm. till death do us part right and that is a marriage that's a commitment that we intentionally make love is a commitment love is a choice love is not just a fuzzy feeling of chicken skin 
so um, for instance, perhaps you've experienced a loss of employment. I know during these times are hard and a lot of people have lost jobs or been on furlough or trying to figure out how to make it. Prices are going up. Are we being patient and kind with each other or is the stress of the environment affecting our marriage? And we have to be so intentional about it not affecting our marriage. I know that when I went through the two brain tumors and um, I'm just celebrated my five-year anniversary, but there's still a lot of things that you have to deal with. There's a lot of ways that you have to support me or care for me that were not part um, of your dream of the future. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Definitely wasn't my part, uh, my right. dream of our future. Sometimes uh, people experience accidents. There's e even a basic car accident. I had a friend who um, who broke her ankle, for instance. Uh, so guess what? Now what happens? How is that person... Are you going to, is her spouse or her partner going to be patient and kind enough to, to have to, you're going to have to arrange, the whole schedule has to change. Now we have to figure out a way to help her into the bathroom. I mean, she can't even get into the shower by herself. She yeah. needs to, she can't drive because it's her right foot. Right. So are you going to take her to work? Having to pick her up from work, having to, having to plan and how to, everything changes and you start to recognize that, wow, you were doing a lot of stuff and we don't recognize until we enter that person's life and their routine how much they actually take on yeah and yeah. how much we can assist or how much we can't uh one of the two but those those are just some ex um really simple ways of kind of reflecting back so if one of us is sick if one of us had an accident if one of us lost our job how can we be patient and how can we be kind mm -hmm. to support the other man and you sparked the idea of are we patient with ourselves when we're sick? Mm -mm. Do we give cut ourselves some slack on, you know what? It takes time to recover from some sicknesses. You know, it doesn't just happen overnight. You know, are we cutting, cutting ourselves some slack when, you know, you put in application after application after application and no one seems to be hiring you. I mean, are we cutting ourselves some slack? So I know we say sometime about loving each other, but, are we loving ourselves enough to know that, you know what, the body needs time to heal? Are you giving yourself some grace and mercy in the process of being patient and kind to yourself as you're healing? Uh, whether that's through a divorce or a breakup or, you know, other things of that nature, you know. Death so that's a, that's a big one. Yeah. You know, are we cutting ourselves some slack and being patient and kind with ourselves? You know, when you when you're grieving the loss of a loved one, you know, I mean, this we can't be having this mentality of. The person that we love died on a Monday. We have the funeral on Friday and then we back at work on Monday. I mean, we got to cut ourselves some slack and allow ourselves time to grieve, time to patience with ourselves and be kind on ourselves to, you know, I'm supposed to toughen up, you know, suck this up and get back to doing. Man, sometimes it's not like that, you know, especially the closer you were with that significant other, you know, uh, spouse, family member, whatever it is, best friend. You know, that's going to take some time, you know, so we need to be kind and patient to our with ourselves as we're going through some of the things that we go through. And I think with times nowadays, it's really hard and people don't have a time off like they used to have. A lot of employments don't offer you uh, bereavement, yeah. don't offer yeah. um, a lot of things. So I know I've heard once, uh, you know, I've said it, never trust somebody who says I love you when they don't know how to love themselves. Yeah, amen. So I think it's just being compassionate 
yeah. comes with patience and kindness uh, and compassion is a different level of it. So it's just being a little bit more profoundly intentional about caring for yourself so you can in turn care for the one that you love the most. Yeah. Uh, and I shouldn't say most because we have kids and yeah. you know they always fit to see who's a favorite. But yeah. care for yourself. Just like in an airplane, you have to put the mask on yourself mm-hmm. before you put it on the other people. Yeah. Love is not jealous. Do we encourage the people that we love with their goals and their dreams and their desires? Do we? Are we? Are we jealous of our next door neighbors when they get a new car or uh, job promotion? Uh, Love is not jealous whatsoever. It's not boastful or that, proud. That is either. true. That is true. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud. So, do we? Do we encourage our partner to fulfill their goals, their dreams, and their desires, even and especially if they're not in line with ours? Like, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. My when we got married, my dreams and my bucket list was nowhere near what yours was, babe. That's true. It didn't look like it. It didn't reflected um but nevertheless how can we encourage each other maybe your spouse wants to travel the world Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i wanted to be an expat i still want to be an expat Uh, maybe your spouse wants to have a new fitness routine or new health a different way of eating Mm -hmm. i was vegan for five years i was complete vegan i was i always reset my body and i go vegan every 10 years apparently for five years straight and i do it again and just to reset my health goals um and you join me for most of it, yeah. most of it. Um, but how do we encourage one another? Maybe your career path. Sometimes we get married and we have people who are, you know, you're still in college. You're still finishing um, your dream. You're still mm. you're still in the process of it. Maybe one wants to be a physician or something that takes you away from the home. How can we encourage one another? And are we authentically celebrating their victories, their achievements, without comparing ourselves when it comes to fitness goals, when it comes to eating mm-hmm. goals, when it comes to career goals, without competing, without comparing, and without minimizing. Yeah. I think that's really, really important. Yeah, I think that's big because I know uh, one of the things that I'm so grateful for is, is uh, during COVID, I had uh, passed out twice in 2020. So in July, I was at the... Uh, at my brother and sister-in-law's house, working out ex- uh, extre- mm-hmm. extremely hard and was sweating profusely and passed out. So had to end up going to the emergency room. Uh, I knew what it was. It was dehydration because I sweat profusely. I mean, I sweat to the point where I, it, I would sweat and then all of a sudden the sweat would just cut off, which lets me know there is nothing else to sweat. So that was huge. And in October of the same year, 2020, was at the gym uh, Platinum Fitness and end up passing out and this time there was no sweat so i had to change up my whole workout routine on how i worked out you know because i just i used to always associate uh staying healthy with going to the gym so one thing I, i'm so grateful for to my my queen and uh it was huge was i do a whole lot more stretching and i work out at home now you know push-ups sit-ups jumping jacks all that wonderful stuff now and if I would have been hell bent on, you know, going back to the gym, doing it the way I was doing it, you know, I mean, she could have got mad, could have uh, went off on me. I could have been like too boastful and too proud to take her uh, advice. 
but I was so grateful that I did because my body is so flexible now. And it's all because my wife uh, gave me a new work way to work out. And she could have been, you know, jealous to a degree because uh, my baby is not able to do the things she used to do. But she wasn't uh, afraid to pass on, you know, what she knows that could help me be better, which in turn helps us be better. So that was truly a blessing uh, in order for us to uh, share on how to help each other be better. I think it's really uh, a key thing there is not boastful or proud. Like, are we even teachable? Like, there's sometimes you like you can't say nothing to some people because they, they're just not teachable. They're not open to even receive it, whether they haven't been told it nicely or kindly, or they're just not teachable. They think that they know best. Mm-hmm. This is what's working. This is what it's always worked. And this is what I'm going to keep doing. Yeah. And that's not always um, the best for us for the future. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm thankful that you know neither one of us minimize each other's goals and dreams. Uh, I think that's really big because I know my baby uh, just started working last year, and that was a blessing to our household in so many ways. You know, so I was so super grateful for that. And uh, it, she didn't, you know, neither one of us minimize what we do because God gave us a gift to do what it is that we do. And so we're always encouraging, lifting each other up, and want the best for each other so that was that was super awesome for my baby to do her thing last year and still doing it so super grateful and uh that she is such a blessing to the people that she uh ministered to at her job thanks babe yeah i love my peeps yeah they are so awesome uh love is not rude it does not demand its own way Ooh, love is not rude can we be rude <laughs> you better believe it and demand our own ways. We can't see enough of that on social media now. It's all about us. I understand the self-care and, and making sure, you know, you're not taking advantage of. But making sure that it's a win-win for everybody when we live life at its best. It is a win-win. Sometimes there'll, there'll be a, you know, if you're playing sports, it's going to be a winner and a loser. But there's most of the times in our own lives, there's usually we can have situations where there's a win-win for everybody. Yeah, so are we yielding to one another? Are we yielding? Are we are we willing to compromise for the good of all, yeah. right? I know early on in our marriage, we decided, um, I mean, we don't have a lot of fights. And I know that our kids, our older kids, have heard us argue and they're like, are you serious? Is this is this your fight? Like, mm-hmm. Because some things we just decided very early on in our marriage, uh, before we actually got married so early on, mm-hmm. that some things, they're not w- worth arguing about. Yeah, like, amen. It's not important to me where we eat. It's not an argument. I know a lot of people are like, well, make a decision. And I learned early on, for me, I want like five options. If, and I learned early on, I can't tell you five <laughs> options. I'm like, I want, what do you want? Italian? You want Indian? You want Greek? You want, um, you, you want a burger? What do you want? And it's too many options for you. you I have to narrow it down mm-hmm. for you, one or the other. That's it. And for me, I want five options because mm-hmm. I want, honestly, a little bit of all of it. Right, That's the right. truth. So we have to compromise, but it's not... It's not serious enough for right. us to argue about. Yeah. Like, yeah. you want a burger? I don't. But, hey, let's go get a burger this time. And the next time, I'm going to go get some Indian food yeah. because that's what I want. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And guess what? We're both going to eat still. That's and we're right. both going to be perfectly happy yeah. in the end. Mm-hmm. So, so many things are just not worth arguing about and feeling resentful towards the other person because they're unwilling to compromise. You do you this time. We'll do your, yeah. your choice. And next time, we'll do my choice or right. vice versa. I love, I love, I love, I love 
and I recommend this to so many people, whether it comes to for their spouses, I love it for your children, I love it as a family, uh, get a jar, get a fun jar. Everybody gets to do five, five things, write down, write down five on five little pieces of paper, something you want to do, whether that's go to the library and um, just look at books together, whether that's going to the zoo and walking around, maybe that's going to the fair, maybe that's going on a picnic, maybe that's going to the movies or um, going out to dinner at a certain place, or maybe mm-hmm. having a game night at home. Yeah, I mean, whatever, true. having yeah, a barbecue yeah. at home, whatever so that is. Cool. And uh, every person from the youngest to the oldest has five things they want to do as, as a family when it's when it's forced family. I call it forced family fun. <laughs> and then fold them up, put them in a jar, mix them all up. And whenever your time is to come together, whether it's once a week, once a month, wh- however you do it, you pick one thing every time and then it's a random of what you're going to get to do mm-hmm. if you have enough time you have a whole day then do it go yeah. find water there's places in tucson go to lakeside park go find water and have it bring a picnic go to subway if you don't want to oh we don't have bread go to subway get a couple of foot long split them mm-hmm. between the family and just go have fun yeah like man. be intentional yeah. be intentional willing to compromise if we're not willing and it's too much to try and figure out get a jar put ideas yeah. in it and then pick random stuff. And yeah. whether that be date night, whether that mm-hmm. be for families, it's appropriate for all occasions. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that I love talking to the kids about is when they think back on some of the stuff that you, we used to call for is family fun. But to look back on and say that was some of our best times we ever had was when we were doing those things. Because, you know, even though your idea might have not been the one picked out of the jar, we all had a good time doing that, that one event together as a family and you can't never get those times back so it's always beautiful to be able to look back over that mm-hmm. and see that yeah when my kids when our kids were uh younger i'd always every week i was on uh, a couple of websites there was you know free event calendars mm-hmm. or uh tucson weekly there, there was always something to do in your community that's free free yeah always there's always, always something it might not be exciting to you like Somebody reading at the library. It might not sound exciting. Right. Go check it out. Mm-hmm. Go check it out. Go to Groupon.com and you're going to find some opportunities to do something different. Mm-hmm. Go buy some easel. Go get a, get a couple of, um, what do you call them, canvases. Mm-hmm. Paint is 50 cents a little a little thing. Yeah. Just have a paint night at home. Like There's so many things that we can do that's fun. Figure out a, a, to cook something together. There's so many, yeah. there's so many things that it's an endless supply of opportunities to come together and build each other up. Love is not irritable and it keeps no records of being wrong. Ooh, not irritable. Are there going to be times you're going to get irritable? Mm -hmm. Yes. Does it need to be a a long period of time? No. And it keeps no records. That's the beauty of love when we do it the right way. We don't keep bringing back up old situations over and over and over and over again. It's super important that, man, once we ask for forgiveness from each other and we've dealt with the situation that time, that argument should never come back up in the future. We should dump that stuff and let it be. Yeah. You know, are we saving vulnerable information so we can use it as ammunition mm. towards another person. Mm. We have to be so intentional. The same way we are with our friends. There, I hear the sister code. I hear the brother code. I, you know, I hear this all the time. Yeah. We got to protect everybody's heart. Right. Like right. if they're giving you vulnerable information or, or sharing things with you, it's not yours to share with anybody else. Mm-hmm. In in lieu of, especially this comes up a lot in like a 
prayer circle. Oh, pray for so-and-so. because Now, that's gossip. Right. It wasn't your place. You can simply say, pray for my friend. God knows who that person mm-hmm. is. You don't mm-hmm. have to go into any details. Right. You know, and I know that I've, I've, we've all encountered a lot of relationships where one has been wronged and the other one is just having a really hard time mm-hmm. dealing with it. And our mind will continue to ruminate and bring up things that our heart has not healed from. So if that's an issue and you feel still resentful and you're still looking and searching um, for things and you're you're one of those uh, really great stalkers, you know how to go, you know, people's passwords. And if you're spending all that time doing stuff, you need to get together with your spouse and have an honest communication and say, either we need to go see a therapist, mm-hmm. but this is how I'm feeling. And the other person needs to be willing to, to listen without being angry that they're mm. still struggling with it. Right, right. Because the reality is we all bring the um, pollution in our hearts mm. of past relationships. And that relationship could be from our family. It could be from our, our partners. It could be from our friends. Mm. But we can't put the same horse in, in, in the corral with every other horse. We yeah. need to be willing to open up and listen to each other, to be vulnerable. To We talked about this in mm. the healthy relationship uh podcast when we talked about safety and security i need to be able to feel safe enough and secure enough in our relationship that i can bring you anything i'm thinking or feeling without Mm -hmm. you attacking me or belittling me Mm -hmm. or minimizing me or comparing it well you did this we don't that's that's not healthy it's not it's not helpful it's not healthy and it's unnecessary we need to get to a place where we're healthy and that means we should be able to talk to each other Mm -hmm. and that might mean hey you know i really want to talk with you can we just sit down and and I just want to share my heart with you. It's so important. I know when I was teaching, one of my favorite things to do, and it was so hard for people, and but they struggled, and people still do. Tell me what the problem is. Mm-hmm. But you have three three things. You can't victimize yourself. Mm-hmm. You can't talk about another person, and you can't whine about it. Tell me the problem without <laughs> those three things. Just tell me the problem without without. Gossiping about another person without mm-hmm. victimizing yourself yes. and without whining about it. Just tell me the problem and then we can look for a solution. Yeah. But we automatically try to victimize ourselves, gossip about somebody yeah. else, or just whine where you don't you just want to vent, you don't want a solution. Right. So what do right. you want? Be honest about what you want. Right. Once we're able to uh, articulate that, communicate that, ideally your spouse will line up with you and say, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Like why? Ideally you have done your work and... Yeah. Are willing to say, why is what she's saying pissing me off right now? Right, right, amen. That's a sign. Mm-hmm. That's that's not an opportunity for you to use that as ammunition and right. come at me because it's something that's in you. Right. Because the truth is, we all have this pollution, and we we could do our work, but it's no different than if if you're not a smoker and you go into a smoker's house, all of a sudden. You're there for an hour and you come out and you smell like smoke. You smell like cigarette. Your clothes is saturated. Your hair is saturated. It's in your skin. You want to take a shower. Your shoes smell like like the cigarette. It's the pollution. And it's no different when we're out in the world. Mm. The same way we go into nursing homes. We go into hospitals and we feel the weight. We go into hospitals. We feel the weight. We feel the fear. The energies, they they, they permeate our spirit. Mm. And we take that home. We go to work and it's stressful. And we come home and we think that we we haven't uh, cleansed ourselves from it, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, we got to be so intentional about not bringing things into into this this place yeah. where we have to be intentional about this place is safe, it's mm-hmm. secure. I don't want to keep record of wrong, especially someone else's 
who wronged me right and right. i'm gonna try and put it on you that's not fair it's yeah. not fair I think, and that's 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 huge you know that's really huge you know and then when some things are you know irritating you, you know, to be able to articulate that without you know exploding you know remember we've talked about it. anger itself is not wrong it's just about how we uh respond with the anger but it's not irritable man just say you know what uh because when me and my wife first got married uh one of the lines that i just did not like to hear was we need to talk that was a huge one with me because it was always at the time we would say we need to talk it was going to be about something crazy and not her it was previous relationships when i would hear that you know and then i brought that into you know our relationship so that's why that was big that you know to be able to articulate and say that you know that babe anytime you say that right there that irritates me so can you say you know can we uh we need to talk about and then say what the situation is because that way it gives me some insight on uh what we need to talk about instead of me stressing about you know fifteen thousand different you know scenarios of what could actually be wrong so that was a big one and then love keeps no records man once you have forgiven somebody for what they've done man let that thing go now love also guess what for people that have done you wrong over and over again uh how i keep no more records of what was wrong i just depart myself from that relationship you know because i just know that person is not desiring to make a change so there's no records of being wronged it's just going back to i love myself too much to stay in this predicament that i'm in love it does not rejoice about injustice but rejoices whenever the truth wins out well injustice iniquity things um we've all grown up and made some pretty questionable decisions in our 20s and 30s because maybe we lacked confidence or maybe we've made uh relationship choices that we knew we shouldn't have been in that relationship until we discover the truth. God will always expose things that need to be exposed so we can make better choices. Sometimes uh, sexual promiscuity, people are sleeping around because they're looking to be validated by others. They're looking to be accepted. Maybe they have abandonment issues. Addiction, they want to numb out. They're looking for ways to self-soothe that are not healthy and they're not they're destroying their relationships or opportunities of anything good in their life all because they feel some sort of way and they don't know how to soothe themselves and they they get things that are actually destroying their own character and their bodies from the inside out and they end up abandoning the very things that they hold dear yeah um the truth is we have to rejoice when they discover their true identity and it's hard in between the does not rejoice about injustice. There's some things that are just not fair. Mm-hmm. There's just some things that right. your parents left you, they abandoned you. There's orphans out there. There's 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 children who are just abandoned and they're not orphans. Their parents are living their life. They're maybe they're addicted, maybe they're in prison. Maybe uh you've been treated maybe you in a way that you shouldn't have as a child. Maybe mm. you've dealt with some sort of uh, abuse. There's a space that the truth will come out, the truth of who you really are. And when we discover our true identity as a beloved child of God, that you have value and we have dignity and we have a purpose, it changes. And that's when we discover that we make different choices. We no longer are sexually 
promiscuous. Mm. We don't feel the need to sleep around to try and validate the fact that we are wanted by somebody, anybody. We no mm. longer uh, desire addictions because we realize that that is that that it's breaking our relationships and destroying our very character and any integrity we were trying to develop and we no longer abandon our relationships because we understand that god loves us just like the prodigal son who took off his dad didn't go after him but when he went back home open arms open arms yes he ran into him now his his brother didn't like it you know the ones who stayed there might not like it but you continue to go on. You continue to go on. The truth, when the truth comes out, it'll win. The truth yeah. always wins. The and truth I, that you're at least making yeah. an attempt to change. Yeah, that's a huge one because that's, that's the thing, one of the number one things I think that's uh, hurting our uh, culture right now is not knowing their true identity because if you know, not just be able to articulate it, not just be able to regurgitate it, not to memorize it, but when you understand that you're made in the image and likeness of God, a lot of stuff we wouldn't fall for when he says you're fearfully and wonderfully made. Oh my God, we wouldn't allow ourselves to go through 90% of the stuff that we go through. If we truly understood who we are as a child of God and just understand that man, God made something when he made you took the mold, shattered it and there'll never be another one of you. And when we understand that truth that comes out, man, Oh my God, it is so beautiful. Verse 7, love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. Yeah. That's, a, that's a tough one, guys. Yeah, never, never gives up, never. Because I always think about, uh, you know, parents with their kids. Uh, you're talking about loved ones of someone who has an addiction. You know, the promiscuity, the abandonment, the homelessness, the mental health. Man, that is so huge because I think about it, you know, with the vows I've made with my queen. You know, it said in sickness and in health, you know, for rich or for poor, through the good times and bad, till death. De- death. What is death? <laughs> they ain't breathing no more. It's over. That, they, they brain dead, but they still breathing. When there is no more breath, that's when love never gives up until they take that last breath and that's the same thing with god as long as somebody is is still living there's always a shot for them to be able to return home and give their lives to god and man just understand who you are with him he never gives up on you the same way we are never to give up man i mean guess what i might not be running after you over and over and over again but guess what i'm still here with open arms ready to receive you because i will not give up on you you got my DNA. You ain't. We gonna be in this thing for life. It's a given. But you never. We never lose faith, man. It's always believing that, man. There's an inkling of hope. And I've heard too many aha stories where, you know, people have given up. They on their last leg, and it's, they just felt like it was over. And God always came through, always. And they was able to see that, turn their lives around, and then get back on track of where they're supposed to be at. Love never gives up. I don't care how many people I'm in addiction. There's going to be quite a few families, man, that are just to the point of we, we've done this uh, intervention. You know, if we you don't get it together this time. We ain't going to 
but they guess what deep down they just having that intervention because they love you and they don't want to give up on you and they just hoping this will be that moment that you had your aha moment yeah and what might that look like this is what laboring in prayer looks like it looks like not giving up through our laboring in prayer it never loses faith it looks like maybe making opportunities for them and giving them information for those who are in um, active addiction or homeless or in mental health maybe offering opportunities of information maybe you can't be the person to bring them into it but maybe you can give them information of where they can have a safe home some um, a counselor they can find some assistance in uh, a recovery area whatever that is it's always hopeful that they would choose to make the decisions that help them get to the place where they can live their true purpose um, and really identify the fact that they do have value and they do have purpose and that they are loved and sometimes that means that we have to step away from the relationship but we continue to hope and believe i know once we lose hope that's where the problems arise we never want to lose hope on anybody. Love never fails. It never fails. It only fails when we neglect to do something. When we desert or abandon the very thing that we say we love. It's one thing to say we love people. It's another thing if those people feel loved by us. So love never fails. What might that look like? Yeah, so ways that uh, love never fails. Always think about, I'm just using one scenario. It's just, uh, I am so grateful and honored and have the privilege of working at a drug and alcohol rehab facility. And, you know, we see people multiple times that come back, you know, go through the detox, uh, go on, then they come back, go to the detox, go through residential, go on, you know, go through the detox, residential, and the IOP program, come back. And and they always feel a sense of guilt and shame. But the thing that's so beautiful is uh, working at the facility that I work at. Everybody just welcomes them back with open arms because guess what? If they have another breath, that means there's another opportunity for them to get this thing right. Because uh, as much as I love them, I always think about their kids. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a person that loves kids and I always think about, man, if I can help this parent get their life together. That child has a, a great chance of having a full life when they have both the parents there that are uh, being able to devote their time and energy to being the parents that they need to be. So that's always a big one for me. As long as a person can take another breath, guess what? It ain't my job to hold you and, you know, you've only got, you know, seven times to mess up with me. And after that seventh time, it's over. You know what? As long as you got breath, as long as there's forgiveness uh, and there's an attempt to get that life back right, man. We ain't never supposed to give up on nobody, man. So that's a great uh, just illustration of us, man, saying, you know what? We got to do the things that we need to do to make sure this person has that life. We never want to give up on anybody. And that's with anything. You know, parents, I know it's, it's been hard. If, you know, your kids have been, you know, uh, gone, you know, because of addiction or uh, promiscuity or they just you know homeless they don't even, you don't even know I mean they got mental health issues you didn't know about and how to handle it but you just want to hear that voice that's the one beautiful thing when uh, the clients get a chance to call their parents and so that parent can hear their voice because guess what that 
lets them know, you know, their prayers didn't go unanswered, that that person is still alive. They got another chance. They're somewhere safe that they can be. And that love is, is ready to welcome them back home. Come on back home and let's get this thing right. But that that love right there is just that love that needs to be there that they want to come back to. I love to be a hope dealer. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of things we can deal in this world, but let's be a hope dealer. Yeah. There's always hope. There's always hope. Things can always get better. Um, it doesn't always have to look that way. It doesn't always have to be the way it is right now. Yeah. It could get a little bit better, but we have to, and also in the, the fact of not neglecting and abandoning, that includes yourself. Don't just allow things to just be the way they are and say, well, this is the way it is. This is the way I am. This is the way it is. I'm always going to be. Not if it's not working for you anymore. You have to make a decision to, to recognize some things. Maybe maybe there's resentment, resentment inside of you and you realize that it's coming out in your relationships. You're resentful of, uh, towards that person. And I know um, the Bible says, how many times do I have to forgive? How many times, babe, do I have to forgive? What does it say? Over and over and over again. Seven times yeah. 77 seven or 77 yeah, times seven, seven or 777 times seven, seven or 7,777 <laughs> times. times. Like, yeah. And it, some things, keeping records. and some things, I'm so, I'm such a firm believer, some things it's not even about forgiveness because you might not even know how to process. Maybe you haven't processed the fact of what specifically you need to forgive because there's just so much. Mm -hmm. There's layers and layers and layers of things that you still have carried from your own childhood that have polluted your spirit, your soul, your heart, your mind, your thoughts. And But be a hope dealer and just let things go, man. It's some things you just have to let go. And you have to give people um, grace. Now, now every, not everybody will have grace for your story. Not everybody will understand. But you can be the one that has grace for your story. And you can be the one that tries to understand. And you can be the one that chooses to let it go because it's more important to have a healthy relationship than to be right about everything. It's not always about being right. Amen. In closing with this, man, love never fails, man. Never fails, man. God will never give up on you. I pray you would never give up on yourself. And then there's always people out there whom you may not be able to, you know, see, touch, or feel, but there's always somebody out there that's, that's wanting the, the best for you wanting the best for you and God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life God so loved the world that he gave up something for that and that was you so don't you ever feel like you know life has abandoned you and people have abandoned you there's always hope that somebody's going to be there for you this is your boy John Bacon with another segment of Bacon Bits much love God bless all right, what's up, family? It's your boy, John Bacon, from the Bacon Bits Podcast. Thank you so much for your support, likes, and ratings. Please don't just listen, but rate me, follow me, and subscribe. This is an amazing way to offer free support. My beautiful queen and I have some books that we have written for your growth. So the first book we have is a workbook, actually. It's called Healthy Relationships, and this is a workbook through the lens of faith. Because what makes a relationship healthy or unhealthy? 
So this workbook is designed, it's a 12 week, it's a biblically grounded course, and every week has a, a few different principles. So if some of our principles, some of our topics that we're covering are respect, uh, cultivating security. And this is not just between a husband and wife, this is between parents, between siblings, between friends, between your bosses, employers. So it's really important and everyone deserves a healthy relationship. And also we have The Balanced Life by John Bacon. It covers how to be prosperous in your finances, relationships, your health, your mind, and your spirit. And we also have The Unraveling, a creative healing journal, pinings, poems, prayers, and ponderings of my precarious life. Um, I've had a testimony of, uh, I've had two brain tumors and two brain surgeries, and I'm super grateful, but I'm still grieving the process of healing. And this is part of the process. In this book, you have devotionals, you have prayers, and you have some ponderings. And in between these pages, you, there's a space for you to also be prompted to paint and to create uh, your own. Or maybe you want to write something in these books. This is part of your creative healing journal that we get to walk through together. And you guys can just head over to Kingdom Servants First. Kingdom Servants, the number one, st.com. And you can purchase all three of these books Thank you for your support, your love, and your contributions. God bless.